Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 10B of the Mindset is Everything podcast. It's Rand St. John here. Hello there, and welcome to an extremely special edition of Mindset is Everything. Now, the reason it's so special, and if you listen to my last podcast, episode number 10, you'll know why, is that this episode is all about me. That's why it's so special. Now, I thought every 10 episodes or so, I'll do an interview with someone who I think has got a particularly decent mindset, so we can learn a bit from them and how they view the world. And why not start with myself? So I'm my very first interview. So hold on to your seats. This is going to be a savage grilling. It also might be extremely confusing because you won't be able to tell <laughs> who's who because it's just me. But hey, I'm going to do it anyway. And it should make total sense. Okay, so I'm just going to start off, jump right in with the questions. Okay, Rand St. John, tell us a little bit about yourself and please keep it interesting. Okay, I will. Simple. I'm an adult human male. I'm in my early 40s. I grew up in South Africa, which you may not get from my accent, even if you're an expert, but never mind. And I now live in the UK. I spent much of my youth and probably most of my 20s traveling Europe and Asia and North America a bit, pursuing uh, spiritual avenues. And when I say spiritual, a lot of that was um, beer and, and women until I realized that when I was 30, I was terrible at everything. I had no discernible skills that I picked up in the last 10 years or so. Um, so I decided I better, I better get a job. That's one of those um, moments in your life that you think, ah, oh, bugger, I've had a great time. But now, settle down, join the rat race, which I did. And then 10 years after that, I realized that I wanted to give it up to help people with their mindsets. Does that make sense? back to interviewing Rand. Yes, that, that does make sense. But tell me, what do you mean? Why do you think people need help with their mindsets, Rand? Well, two main reasons. Firstly, in my experience anyway, people believe that life happens to them, not for them, and certainly not that they happen to life, that they can direct the course of their existence, which is a terrible shame and I want to change that. I want everyone to understand and to really, really believe that they can influence the course of their life. Now, of course, I know that's true, but most people don't believe that, so they don't act like it. Now, the second reason that I think people need help with their mindsets is that we live in a culture, and it's especially bad in the UK, and especially bad in the part of the UK where I live. People have a, this horrid fixed mindset and they literally believe that average is the best they're going to do. The best, that's it. Average, which is not great, is the best they're going to achieve. And it upsets me when I, when I think about all the people that allow themselves to just wallow in mediocrity when they have such incredible potential to be remarkable. And yet because we're brought up in this environment where no one believes they can achieve, no one believes they can they, they can be the prime minister of, of the United Kingdom. No one believes they can be rich or they can make a difference. 
we're just stuck with this belief where, gosh, you know, £30,000 a year is the average salary. I'll be happy if I can reach that. I just want to own my own modest home. These are not massive things that people are striving for, but they don't believe they can do any better. And it's just simply not true. Okay, well, that's very noble of you around St. John. Do you think all your time traveling abroad helped you with your mindset? It totally did. I'll tell you why, because different mindsets across the world are incredible. So, for example, it was my experience that in, in the UK, for example, people are annoyed with wealthy people. They believe that somehow the wealthy are, are, are doing them out of money somehow. And that's, I wouldn't say it's prevalent, but it's quite common, that sort of mindset in the Western world. But when I spent some time in Asia, a lot of people there really respected rich people and thought to themselves, that's what I'm going to be like one day. And they, they were really, really proud of, of their friends who, who made something for themselves. And it was an entirely different sort of situation. And quite ironic, really, considering that in the West, we have everything. We don't even know how lucky we are until we step into, the, into, a, into some poorer countries and see how much less they have than we do. And they're still much more grateful for what they do have. So definitely traveling and going abroad and seeing different cultures and different civilizations really, really gives you a, a massive outlook, a better outlook and a broader mindset on how you live your day-to-day -day life. And I, and I wish more people could do that. Maybe then they'd stop all their moaning because there's such a, a moaning culture in the West that if we saw how people in, in Africa and Asia acted who had nothing, we might be ashamed of ourselves thinking, gosh, they've got nothing and yet they're still happy. Anyway, I don't want to rant on too much there. Thanks for that. We don't want any ranting on this show rant. Give me a brief overview, please, of your self-development journey, because people like to know if you know what you're talking about. You know, why should we listen to you, Rand St. John? Okay. Just to keep it as basic as possible, I think it came to a head after I joined the rat race at about 30, and I knew I was better than the job I had. I knew I deserved a promotion, but I wasn't getting the promotions that I knew I deserved. And in reality, if you don't get them, you don't deserve them, but that's a different story. But I knew I had to do something. And that was the moment that I started appreciating, started to appreciate my fellow man and becoming more collaborative. I wanted to become a leader, move into leadership and management. And a leader in an organization needs to have a collaborative spirit to get the best out of his people or her people. And at that time, I didn't know that, and I didn't have that mindset. What mindset I did have was driven by my school teachers and my parents when, when I was young, when I was a, a child growing up, who all said, oh, Rand, you're a naturally gifted individual. And I went to a, a school for gifted children, and that did something in my head. It, what it did is because I felt studying was easy for me, learning came naturally, as I didn't try, did not try at all. And I still did particularly well. But that was a massive problem when I was an adult, because if you don't try, then you don't achieve as an adult. As a kid, you can just get, get away with it. But as an adult, you really struggle if you're not making massive effort. So that's one of the big problems I find with the fixed mindset. And 
is one of the big problems with believing in things like natural talent and inherent abilities. Because if you don't have them, you're fucked. And if you do, you don't bother trying because you've already got what you want. And I literally see it every day. People get to about 21, they get to adulthood, the age of majority, and they just stop. They stop growing, they stop developing, and it's such a waste because they're just not going to get any better. And they might, they might take 10 years to get a promotion at work. But they, people think that's normal, and I'm here to tell you it's not, and I'm here to try and help people out of that mindset that that is normal. Now, when I eventually changed my mindset from I'm superior, everyone else sucks, and why should I collaborate because I want to be a boss and boss just tells everyone what to do, when I changed that, when I moved away from that mindset, then I started getting ahead. It was incredible. It was almost like I, I was getting free promotions. I was just being thrown into these better jobs simply because I just changed my outlook on things. And what most people don't realize, and they the word mindset is thrown about all over, all over the place. What people don't realize about your mindset is that when you change the way you view things, it changes everything you do. All the hundreds and thousands of decisions you make every day are colored by your mindset. And if you, have a, if you change that mindset, you change the way you react to things. You change the decisions you make and you move in vastly different, to, to vastly different places. And it's amazing. So it didn't occur to me at that time, of course, that changing my mindset was the catalyst for my newfound success. I was just thinking I was, you know, I'm good at this. But I know now that even those small shifts in mindset create enormous results. In fact, I believe, uh, feel free to argue with me if you like, that mindset shifts are a requirement for all deliberate life changes. And when I say deliberate if you want to, hey, if, let's say if you want to lose 40 pounds and you make a deliberate change in your life, you're more likely to get to where you want to go than if you just think, I want to lose 40 pounds and you don't change the way you act. You don't change the way you think. It's going to be much more difficult. So for years, to, to carry on the story, for years in work and outside of work, people describe me as inspiring and motivational. And I think that's, that's down to the way I speak and the way I carry myself and the way I genuinely care about people. So I want to help them. And in my career as a leader, I, I helped literally hundreds of people improve their lives to, to help them realize their potential and get somewhere they would never have got to if they hadn't met someone who cared about their, their, them, who cared about them like, like I did. And it's my opinion that if you're in a position like that and you can help even just one person achieve something they wouldn't ordinarily have achieved, you've done an amazing thing. And that's the beauty of leadership is that you can truly help people. You can make their lives better. You can make their family's life better. That's, that's just a brilliant, brilliant reward. The amount of crippling self-doubt and unfulfilled desire in the average person is absolutely tragic. I remember years ago interviewing, and it probably was about 15 years ago, interviewing a woman, um, that wasn't 15, about 10 years ago probably, interviewing a woman for, for a job, and she was just so nervous. She was shaking throughout the interview. She could barely speak properly. And when I asked her what was wrong, and she told me this, this whole life story of hers, it all came out. She had just gone through a divorce. 
And that divorce had cost her the business that she spent her entire life, like 20 years, uh, her entire adult life, 20 years working this business and making a success of it. And she got divorced and it just was the ruination of the business. Her confidence was absolutely shot and her self-esteem incredibly low. But she was really competent and you could see that in the interview. Her mindset issues, though, made it almost impossible for her to take any cohesive action. And it was incredibly sad for me to watch someone like that virtually beg for a job for which she was totally overqualified. It was horrible. And she didn't even do a very good job at that, of begging for that job. I gave her the job. And within a couple of years, she was moving into leadership because she had those skills already. And that... That makes it worth it. That makes a rat race worth it when you can help people. But eventually, you know, I, I'm, I moved so far up in, in these companies I worked for that you didn't get to work with people anymore. You were just working with, you know, clients and, and money and, and budgets and things like that. And that, and that, that doesn't float my boat. I, don't, I, know, I know you need to know all that stuff and work with it, but I didn't really care that much. But I cared about helping the people because that's how I get my job satisfaction. Now, there are millions of people in similar situations to that lady I described who have these incredible skills and amazing potential, but their mindsets are so negative that any ambitions are never realized. So that's how I started wanting to really help people because I could see so many people like this. Now, I think the final nail in, my, um, in, the, in the coffin of me um, wanting to become who I am now, become you know an empowerment coach, a life coach to help people, to help them get their confidence and, and change the way they feel about themselves, was when shortly after my daughter was born. It was by the end of 2017, so what, about 14 months ago. My mom pointed out to me that women often marry men who are like their fathers. I think she was just being conversational when she said that, but. I'll tell you what, I fucking panicked like a mad person because I wasn't good enough. <laughs> Sounds silly, doesn't it? That I, I felt like a man like me was, would not be good enough for my daughter to marry in 30, 80 years when she gets married. So I, I knew I needed to set a better example in those intervening 38 years so that she would marry a man as good as me and that would be the most awesome man I could possibly be. And that desire has evolved into what I currently f refer to as the new lifestyle, which is my way of looking at a stretch for perfection, where discipline and constraint are the order of the day. Wow, Rand, that was um, quite, a, quite a moving little story you told, and thanks for opening up and being, uh, being a little bit vulnerable, because I can see you're passionate about helping people. But what are your goals? And don't tell me about how many cars you want, because I already know, and, and they're pretty cool, those cars. But what, what's your big why? Um, okay, I, my big why is that I, f I feel driven, as I've just mentioned, feel driven to wake people up from their slumber of mediocrity, to help them understand that they don't have to let life happen to them, but instead they can assume control of their own lives. And of course, my other big why, as so many parents, and I'm glad that that parenthood makes a person feel like this and of course it's not only parenthood is to give my children all the advantages I didn't have and combine that with the mindset lessons that I've had to learn myself and I'm going to make sure my kids don't suffer from those fixed mindset problems that I've described already 
Okay, Ryan, that's really good. Now, your life can't, surely can't be all rainbows and sparkles. I know you write books on happiness and, and how to be content. But what do you struggle with? Because even though you're striving for this perfection, surely you're not perfect. You're right, I'm not perfect. Of course I'm not. And, and, and who is perfect? And then it's a relative term anyway. But I struggle with loads and loads of things all the time. Some things I've got over, some things, I, I don't know, can you ever get over everything? I don't know. So I'm, I'm virtually teetotal. I don't really drink because it doesn't um, help me achieve my goals. But I do love to drink beer. You know, I'm South African. We like to sit in the sun and uh, watch cricket, if you've ever heard of that, if you're listening <laughs> in the US or whatever. Um, well, I like to drink beer and watch sports, rugby, cricket. It's, uh, it's great. I love, I love doing that. But I just don't do it very often because it doesn't point me towards my goals. So that's sort of extreme leisure time that people have. And what is the average of like four and a half hours a day or something? I just don't have that. And that's, it's, sometimes it's a struggle not to do that, especially when a lot of people I know do have that leisure time and I'm sitting here writing or, or working or whatever. I also struggle with, with food. You know, I have, I have these, um, these dreams of going to Costco and buying an enormous carrot cake and eating the whole thing to myself. I mean, I couldn't do that. I'd probably be sick. But I have these urges to do that sort of thing. Not overeating is something I have to think about quite frequently. Um, but the new lifestyle means that you have to do the right thing for yourself, the right thing for you as a person, and uh, whole carrot cakes <laughs> are never the right thing. And the good news for me, though, and for anyone else who's listening to this and, and wants to, to win, and contact me, and I'll, I'll talk, talk through this with you, is that I've managed to eliminate many of the issues that people think are normal parts of life. That are not. They're not absolutely. They're just mindset issues. Things like social anxiety. That's a big problem for many people, and there's just no need for it. I, I, I don't suffer from any of that. I've managed to get over that. You still have to work on it a little bit. You know, you, you, no one's just awesome. Um, you have still got to work on on yourself. I've forgotten what embarrassment feels like, so that that's quite good because I, d I didn't like being embarrassed, and I can quite happily ignore other people's negative opinions of me. And I get, I get a lot of negative feedback. So it's a particularly helpful skill. So I literally, I cannot remember the last time my feelings were hurt by someone because I don't allow that. And that's something I can help you with if you're listening to this. I can help you with that because it's, you don't have to be worried about what other people think of you. And something else I used to struggle with a fair bit, and I don't so much anymore. I can't really figure out why, but there could be a couple of reasons. I used to, used to be quite lonely. Even, you know, I live with, with people, and if they were out and I was by myself, I would feel lonely. It's, it's a weird thing. Um, I think becoming a dad, becoming a father really helped me with that because you're never alone when, when you've got kids, even if they're not in the same room with you. You know, you, you always carry them with you. And I, I changed the way I think as well. So instead of now, if I'm alone, worrying, oh, I'm alone, boo-hoo, I think, aha, no one here to disturb me. And, of course, my mindset with, with kids is that, when you get a bit of free time, you really cherish it. Okay, Rand, thanks for that information. I know you believe that our culture is positive mindset deficient. What one thing do you think that we should change as a society? I'm going to keep this short, Rand. Very, very simple. What I think we should change as a society is the atrocious belief that everyone cannot succeed. Anyone can succeed and everyone can succeed. The self-doubt that we are giving our kids sickens me, in fact. I work with two schools and I see loads of it. 
and I, I, I see it all over the show, all over the place. Parents and teachers owe it to our children to endow them with ultimate self-belief. And I'm going to tell you how to, do, to start doing that right now with your friends and your children and your family is you tell people that they are capable of anything. And if I tell yourself that time and time again, tell yourself that every day and tell, tell your kids that. Dad, can I grow up to be a fire chief? My son says to me, of course you can. You could be the greatest fire chief in the history of fire chiefs. Okay, Rand, that's, that's a good idea for, for us all to do. What one thing should every single person know about self-improvement? Trying to hurry this podcast along because 20 minutes of interview is quite a lot. One thing everyone should know, Rand, is that in order to change your life, you've got to change your life. People think they can change their life, they can lose 40 pounds without making any changes to their activities. Nah, it's not happening. If you want something in your life, you want to make your life better, things have got to change. You've got to do things differently. You've got to think differently. You've got to act differently. What, this is one reason that people fail at improving, and that they scoff at self-development because they're really hiding from it, and that they hide also from their own inadequacies. It's because getting better takes effort. Okay, Rand, finally, this is not a question, but use this opportunity to promote yourself. Great. My friends, get yourselves over to Amazon and look at my book, High-Fiving the Universe. It won't take you a long time to read because I'm not into long, drawn-out stuff. But I guarantee that if you put its principles into use, you will be glad you did. It's a handbook of happiness, but it's not full of unicorns and heartwarming stories. None of that, nothing like that at all, but it's full of actionable advice and processes that will change the way you see yourself and the world around you. Okay, thanks for putting up with that interview, everyone. It was a weird sort of thing interviewing myself, but I hope it made sense as I went along. And there was a lot of that that was, that was me opening up, and uh, I hope you find it interesting. Okay, but that's it for today. In 10 more episodes, I'll interview a real person, even though I'm real, but an actual other other person with an awesome mindset as well. Let me know what you thought about today's interview. So let's connect on social media. And if we already are connected, what's this new term that everyone's saying? Slide into my DMs. That sounds really creepy and gross, but I think that's what people are saying. Instagram is particularly good at the moment for connecting because uh, lots of cool pictures. Okay then, good night.